0: O death, I will be your death. O grave, I will be your destruction. This congregation spoke those words together in the darkness on Wednesday evening at the Tese Tenebrae service. They come from the book of Hosea, in a moment where God addresses death directly, promising to bring about death's own destruction. Every year during Holy Week, Christians gather to walk alongside Jesus in his journey to the cross. It's a call to remembrance, yes, but it's also much more than a memory. The faith we share is active and very much alive. We participate in sacred acts this week, washing each other's feet stripping the altar, sitting vigil with the blessed sacraments, venerating the cross, and finally kindling the new fire of Easter. These acts are more than mere performance and more than simple remembrance. In them and in our collective participation, alongside the presence of the Holy Spirit, we actually pull the past into the present, all while keeping our eyes fixed on the hope of the future. Usually on Good Friday, I'm thinking about how I need to be reminded that death comes before the resurrection. It usually feels like some effort not to skip over the horror of the cross while we make our Easter plans. This year, however, this year, this community doesn't need to make an effort to remember the horror of death. In fact, for many in Nashville this year, Easter probably feels so far away that the resurrection is something they can scarcely consider. Yesterday, I was driving through Green Hills, and it was the first time I was really over there since the day of the Covenant School shooting. As I was driving, I began to notice all the red ribbons tied to people's mailboxes. And it took me to understand, it took me a minute to understand what those ribbons were for. In that area, there are signs and ribbons all over the place to show love and support for Covenant School and the lives lost there. I remember wondering how long those signs and ribbons will stay up. Who has to make the decision for when it's time to start taking them down. The aftermath of a great tragedy is always marked by a kind of confusing stillness. Much of the city and the nation begins to move on. The news cycle quickly picks up the next big story and those whose lives were most affected wonder where everyone went. That's why this year, in our Passion Gospel, I was most drawn to the very next paragraph where Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus remove Jesus' body from the cross, wrap him in linens and oils, and take him to the tomb. After the crowds part, the violence stills and the evening settles in Joseph and Nicodemus are there to do some of the most holy work in the Gospels. Anyone who has experienced loss intimately knows how painful that quiet stillness is. The horror of the cross almost becomes dim in the haunting of the wake. Joseph and Nicodemus are incredibly brave in their care of Jesus' body They tenderly prepare him for the tomb according to the customs of their people. Their response to this great tragedy is to remain present and to confront that haunting wake with courage and compassion. The brutality of the cross shows us the reality of great suffering in this life. It shows us that even perfect love, the love of God incarnate, is not immune to the brokenness of this world. It shows us how deeply humanity needs restoration and healing. But it also shows us that we are not defined by that brokenness. We are defined by what we do in the wake. Joseph and Nicodemus, alongside the women who remain at the foot of the cross, show us that we don't have to sit passively by. We don't have to twiddle our thumbs as we wait for the resurrection. With courage and compassion, there is work to be done. Even when it seems like all hope is lost, as it surely was for Joseph and Nicodemus, there is work to be done. The work of the wake is all the more holy because it seems to have no reward, no fruit. It is only done for the sake of love. And so we as Christ's church continue to worship, continue to act, continue to love for the sake of love. God has never abandoned or given up on us and we will never abandon or give up on God. Year after year, through the presence of the Holy Spirit, we will remember, we will act, and we will continue to stand in this holy place where the past is made present and the future is animated by our unfailing hope in the Easter horizon. O death, I will be your death, O grave, I will be your destruction, promises the Lord. Amen.